Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so uh, Matt Connerton uh, talking with Dirk Don. Is that your real name, sir? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. With, when it comes to content creation, use a pen name. If you use your real name, you are asking for trouble. Ah, interesting. What, what do you mean? Uh, expand on that, if you would. Well, so, all right. If you... Um, if you look at Joe's uh, Facebook page, yes, um, his his full name is right there for you. <laughs> and if and and if somebody is looking to give him trouble, they can do that just by looking him up. And so for me, it's like I've got to be able to protect myself and my family. You know, like there's a lot I could lose. Right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I'm I'm guessing though that Joe. Uh, Crazy Joe probably doesn't have any family who uh, speaks to him or associates with him in any way. But uh, I mean, I'm just guessing. But uh, you know, who really wants I'll to? He does. What's that? I'll assume he does. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, well, I want to ask you about, uh, and we'll we'll talk about a, a number of things. And thank you, by the way, for for calling. This is great. Uh, Jenny and I were both very uh, impressed with the video that you created, the uh, mini documentary, if if that would be the appropriate term, uh, regarding uh, Crazy yeah, Joe. You call that? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I don't have it in front of me. What was it? Uh, Crazy Joe? Uh, how not to run a podcast? It's uh, how not to run a show. The crazy, the sorry, the crazy Joe train wreck. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Dirk, what inspired you to uh, create that video? Which is uh, again, Jenny and I were were very pleased with it. It's it's wonderfully done, and it was a cool surprise to see that online. So, but what inspired you? Yeah, so there are a lot of people that do exactly the kind of video that I've done, and um, I, I tend to wear my influences on my sleeve so when i i discovered joe last year and it uh, it was from someone that i know posting something that joe posted and i thought okay this is a little bit off let's check out the page let's check out some of the live streams it's like okay well where's the show and and i and i realized like okay maybe this maybe there's some screws loose with this person mm-hmm. and so i I silently watched for months and I was thinking, okay, you know what? I can maybe do a video talking about this guy and more of a way of, of explaining like, Hey, here's what you don't do when running a show. Here's what you don't do with audiences. But then a, 
something magical happened. I, I found out him rambling about you and and Jenny. And so I paid a little extra close attention here and, and saw what was going on. It's like, okay, now I can actually do a lot more with the content that I'm putting out about this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I reached out to you. Yeah, I noticed that uh, one of the things that you say in the video is you talk about how uh, prior to seeing his content about Jenny and I, how you, um, if, if content would be even the right word for what Crazy Joe does, that you uh, regarded him as potentially a, a somewhat sympathetic character, but then you were very turned off when you realized, uh, or you lost your sympathy for him or empathy or whatever it may have been, when you realized that, uh, you know, not only might he have some screws loose, but apparently he's kind of a, I shouldn't say kind of, he's a bigot for all intents and purposes. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, it was uh, during his first video that I listened to him talking about Jenny, and I was listening into the... Um, the, the way that he was talking about her when he was saying things like her heritage, mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a, that's a key phrase here. Like, I don't believe in, uh, I, I don't believe in dog whistles very much. Usually dog whistles are created by people that are looking for something to get angry about. Mm-hmm. But Joe's case was, was very blatant saying things like it's, it's in her heritage. It's what her kind does. And then, you know, it only got worse from there when he was saying things like how you, Matt, are apparently a uh, traitor to your own kind and and then talking about uh, black people the way that he did. It was like, no, like, like I could I could tell even if he apologized to you guys, like there's nothing there's nothing he's going to have professionally between you. Right, right. He was kind of on. Uh, what I now realize was his best behavior for a long time where he wasn't introducing any of that. I mean, I would see early on uh, getting to know him videos where, you know, he might use uh, homophobic slurs here and there, which I certainly don't approve of either. But there are certain words that sometimes people use uh, very casually and they, they don't necessarily mean anything homophobic. It's just kind of, you know, certain words that, uh, you know, we, we really uh, don't use anymore. Actually, some words that were considered politically uh, incorrect even when I was a kid. And, and uh, you know, I'm in my 40s. So some of those words that he uses, uh, you know, haven't been appropriate for literally decades. But, you know, older guy, he's 64 years old. You know, you kind of you kind of let something slide. Um, not all, not all, uh, ignorance is, uh, necessarily, uh, with malice, but what we realize now is he was just kind of, I guess he is capable of some level of discipline because he was able to manage to hold some of that back from Jenny and I until he became angry with us. And then what we've noticed is once he became angry at us, there was a gradual escalation. He started making references to Jenny's quote-unquote heritage, and we know what that's about. Jenny's Jewish, you know, and then he started yeah. um, 
uh, he, you know, he complains about hip hop, but then he started uh, getting uh, more and more um, aggressive about uh, how he refers to black Americans. And uh, uh, Jenny and I were genuinely shocked when he went so far as to use the N-word for the first time in one of his videos that we're aware of. But it was kind of a gradual well, escalation, you know? He used that? Yeah, uh, he uses, uh, I've heard him do it, I think, twice now, uh, a variation of the word. He only uses one syllable, and I think he thinks that that gets him off the hook somehow. Uh, by, by the way, Dirk, mm. um, we are joined uh, in studio by our friend Christian Lacoste, uh, who is a uh, content... Christian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Christian uh, got kind of pulled into this whole thing with Crazy Joe. And Christian is also a, a content creator, so uh, he's uh, uh, very excited to talk to you. And, and you know, he enjoyed the uh, the documentary as well. 100%. I heard YouTube, and I was very interested. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, like, he came at Matt. When he came at you and Jenny, mm -hmm. that's when I was like, oh, okay, you don't do this. You yeah. don't do this. You don't do this. And then he started throwing shots at me. And first off, he couldn't even say my, my last name right. And yeah. you know how I get about that. I mean, I'm trying to be comedic about this, but this guy... Well, listen to what he does to my last name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. But nah, man. I, would, I was actually with some people last night, and they overheard all of this. Yeah. And they overheard him say that he was going to sexually assault me. Yeah. And that's when they were like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know uh how much of the um the more so recent many live streams last night too. Oh yeah. I I don't know if you've heard the the very most recent ones Dirk, but yeah, it really he just gets it it's like crazy Joe is devolving right before our eyes into this really just genuinely horrible person, you know. It's it's incredible. I even called him to like yeah. get him off the phone get him off the live stream to just talk to him. Yeah. And then all night last night, I'm dead serious when I say this. He called me like 10 times. Oh, yeah. Under an unknown number. Yeah. And just kept using these sound bites. And I tried to screen record it and I couldn't do it. And it was just so irritating. Yeah. And then in the middle of his live stream, I got so sick of it that he invited my friend to go live because she was watching on her phone because he banned me from commenting. And I showed up and he wasn't too happy. Yeah, when he invited that person <laughs> to their live, and then I showed up. Yeah, go go ahead, Dirk. What were you gonna say? Yeah, um, and this is after he was complaining about his phone being uh, being called as well. Yes. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was Christian. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> but I mean, but the thing is, like, you can actually get his phone number by trying to call his Facebook page. Yep. Like Matt doesn't have to give it. Actually, out. that's the wrong phone number. Yeah, the the number on oh, it? the number yeah. on his Facebook page is different than the number I have. Um, mm. So the so I was trying to de-escalate it for a little bit, and then so he the, started going off. Yeah, I I gave I gave Christian his number, and I uh, <clears throat> I do still have his uh, number in my phone. If uh, someone needs to get a hold of uh, Joe for any reason, but uh, um, could always uh, message you that. But anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's just been, uh, it's just been pretty incredible to watch him. I, I'm, I'm surprised by this, Dirk. Uh, tell me if this surprises you that, uh, he, this guy continues to be on 
Facebook with the things that he says. And I've had 20 people report him today. Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be any consequence, though. It's it's amazing to me. I think he's broke the filter. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Honestly. Well, it's a, it's a little weird to get into because uh, Facebook is both automated and not automated at the same time. There are points where they'll actually have people look at the content to see if it, it is worth um, taking down or not. And, um, like, I, I'm thankful that Joe isn't doing anything else that, that is stupid because if he does anything like try doing copyright claims, like, you could actually take him to court for that. Um, and, and and he is threatening to uh, to sue me, so I, I guess I better be on <laughs> I my, do plan, my bestest behavior. I'm going to say here, I do plan the minute, like, actually, no, never mind, never mind. I'm going to keep that low. Okay. Well, I was well, going to say it, but you, Matt, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, well, go, go ahead and expand. Go, go ahead and expand on that, Dirk. You were saying that Crazy Joe is actually threatening to sue you? Yeah. So I, I, I found out that after work, he, he messaged my Arrogant Media Facebook page, and he, he asked, do you, you got money? Because I'm going to sue you. <laughs> and I'm censoring, I'm censoring what he typed. And so I, I asked him for what? He said, you'll see. So I told him, that's not an answer. <laughs> Again, what are you trying to sue me for? Free yeah. speech, so buddy. Here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The reason why I want Joe to watch this is because Joe is, is wanting to act like he's such a patriot. But if he, is for, if he is a patriot, then he needs to stand behind the ideal, the uh, principle of free speech. And I'm not just talking the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Joe is trying to intimidate me to get me to shut up. Mm -hmm. That is censorship. And if Joe wants to be against censorship, then he needs to, to knock off what he's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, do, do you think, so what do you think his deal is? Do you think he's he's just very arrogant in that, he thinks only he should be able to say what he wants to say, but doesn't think anyone has the right to criticism, to criticize him? Or do you exactly. think he's just, uh, because I wonder if it's something a little bit deeper than just arrogance, but also, and and I suspect you might agree with me on this. I also think he possesses a complete lack of, of self-awareness. Well, he reminds me of a YouTuber named Onision. You ever heard of him? Yes, the name is familiar to me. Okay, so I'll give a little bit of background here then. Onision is an extremely manipulative person who, uh, who will use his platform to say whatever he wants to, but if someone criticizes him, he'll go after that person. At one point, uh, a, another YouTuber named Repsion, uh, who has been documenting everything that's been going on with Onision as far as things like abuse allegations or abuse of copyright, and this caught Onision's attention, who took Repsion to court, and <laughs> the court was not having it. Yeah, I would imagine. Wow. But he actually so is, actually took absolutely. him to court? That's incredible. Yeah. Took, <laughs> yeah. So Repsion had to pay the, the court fines um, that, were, that were wasted on, on Onision. <laughs> and so um, if, if Joe ever wants to take that kind of route, it is never going to look, look good for him. Like he's going to, he's going to lose whatever audience he will have. If he is not careful with what he's doing, he wants to, he wants to act like he's the savior of, of real rock and roll, whatever that means. <laughs> but at the same time, he talks about how, Oh, I'm just okay with talking to myself here. 
like, it doesn't work that way. You, you cannot pick one. You got to pick one. Yeah. Well, that's uh, too one of the fascinating paradoxes of Crazy Joe is that he desperately wants people to pay attention to him and he wants an audience. But but he at the same time, he he will find any excuse he can to get angry at that very audience. Um, and, and he gets yeah. very, very mad if you leave without, as you pointed out in your uh, documentary, he gets very, very mad if you are paying attention to him and you're in his audience and then you leave without saying goodbye. This is deeply upsetting to him. That's just not understanding how the Internet works. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, uh, Joe, uh, Joe is going to admit that he doesn't know how to work with computers and stuff, but he, he does not know he does not uh, want to acknowledge how things work online and if if um if anything like uh the if websites like 8chan or kiwi farms ever got a hold of joe and saw what he was doing and wanted to mess with him <laughs> that would be the end of the guy yeah yeah um so, uh, where do we go from here with Crazy Joe? Do you think we should, should we all just start ignoring him? Should we, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I mean, what do we, or, or, or do we, uh, I mean, I, I've been entertained, uh, by, by this experience. Jenny, I think, not to speak for her, but I think is a little bit conflicted, uh, because I think on, in one sense, she finds this all as entertaining as I do, but at the same time, you know, she's uncomfortable being targeted uh, by anyone about her quote-unquote heritage, as Crazy Joe likes to say. So, mm -hmm. I mean, does this does this eventually resolve itself anyway in that one day we'll realize that Crazy Joe has been entirely deplatformed? I mean, what is the... What do you think, uh, Dirk, is the responsible thing to do here? Or does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever heard of a lol cow? Yes. It's spelled L-O-L-C-O-W. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, we are milking the lol cow. <laughs> yes. As, much as, as long as it's producing milk, we, like the farmers have been right there to, to get the bucket for them. Uh -huh. And uh, I am all for making content until it stops being funny. So the thing is, like, what I try not to do is repeat myself. So... If I, like, I do want to make another video discussing Joe and talking about how like his his um, methods of trying to censor me are completely unpatriotic and anti-American um, and against the principle of free speech. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I don't want to just keep repeating myself about how uh, he he gets overly angry. He's he's pushing people out because I've already said that. Yeah. Um, but when the happenings happen. And if people want to talk about it, they're going to talk about it. Yeah. And Crazy Joe has been very repetitive in his videos, except I think the one thing that keeps it interesting is that very uh, incremental escalation that occurs in, the, uh, in, in, his, uh, in his tone and tenor and in the rhetoric that he uses. You know, it, it started out, he was... Um, when when everything first sort of broke open, he was very disappointed in me, you know, and then the anti-Semitism started to creep in and in successive videos and then the, the racism and the, uh, uh, you know, the 
the homophobia, I guess, was always there. But um, all, all the, the, the bigotry has that gradually increases, and um, he hasn't outright. Oh, and and the the threat that he made against uh, Christian that was something new and a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. But like I said, I'm assuming that any day now we're just going to find... I can't believe it hasn't happened already, but I think any day now we're going to find that uh, he is no longer on Facebook, um, which is why I have taken the step to download all of his videos and um, uh, because I wanted to make sure that all of this is, is permanently documented. When it came to the point where he started talking about contacting WMNH, uh, which is where uh, we are right now, and uh, and and getting me fired, uh, I was like, okay, I definitely need to document uh, everything this guy says. Because as we were talking about on the show earlier, and I, I know, Dirk, you were, you were in the chat room, so I, you, you probably caught some of this. We were talking about, you know, some people would prefer that we ignore Crazy Joe, and others uh, believe, uh, as I believe, as I think you believe, uh, you must, or you wouldn't have made that video, that, uh, no, we need to name him and shame him. That's why uh, I'm sick of him. Yes. Because this is the second yeah. or third thing I've been involved with, and it's starting to get repetitive, repetitive, and it's starting to get exhausting. Yeah. Because even my friends were like, weren't you just, last night, man, they were like, you're constantly under the microscope, aren't you? Yeah. And I'm like, to put it this way, controversy creates clicks. But it creates clicks until, you know, you get so tired of it, you just don't want to do this anymore. Right. Last night it was like, when you're taking it to that level, I know I probably shouldn't have taken what he said personally, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, that's sick. Yeah. Can I address Christian for a moment? Please. Absolutely. Yeah. Christian, so you seem like a, a... young a young dude right now um you've you've got it sounds like you've got a lot going on for you right now Mm -hmm. and what crazy joe said towards you is something that you absolutely do not deserve and i'm very proud for you i don't like to say i'm proud of people i'm proud for you for wanting to be able to stand up to yourself um it is one of my principles not just as a satanist but as as a as a person myself like if if someone if someone messes with you and and they will not stop. Um, you you make them pay for it. So, but make sure make sure that uh, you are keeping a sense of self preservation because you mm-hmm. don't need that guy ruining any aspect of your life whatsoever. You've got way too much going on, man. Oh, hundred percent. I've I've clearly learned that over the past few weeks. Yeah, especially this week. That's that's a that's a lesson that that's a uh, lesson for a few things I've done this week. Actually, yeah, that's that's a lesson <laughs> uh, Christian has been learning. But uh, Dirk, I, I I think that is excellent advice. Um, it's it's very very easy. I, I dare say it's probably uh, human nature uh, for people to. Um, inadvertently harm themselves while uh, trying to um, punish others, or yep. or uh, or even the score, or whatever it may be. Um, you know that's why we have these idioms like "Don't cut your nose off to spite your face." So um, I I think that's excellent advice, Dirk. And you know, Christian, he's twenty years old. He's got a lot of life ahead of him, and and uh, you know, he's he's been on a very positive path with a lot of really great things happening, and and uh, I I don't want to see him uh, mess that up. Uh, you know, over uh, certainly not over somebody like Crazy Joe, who certainly isn't worth it. So yeah, no. 
Yeah. Can we all just so how also did you come talk? across this guy? Did he just randomly call you during your show at one point? Yeah. Is that the case? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he just he just happened to stumble he just happened to uh stumble across uh my program online and uh and started calling and and uh you know, we were intrigued with him. Uh he kept uh he kept calling, kind of enjoyed his calls. There were I think there was one or two instances, you know, we're on FM terrestrial radio, so there was a couple of times I had to hit the dump button. We're on a eight second delay because he kind of went a little too he never swore, but he there were a couple of things where he went a little far oh, 100%. with you know, maybe sexual innuendo or whatever. But but for the most part we enjoyed yeah. his calls. Um, and then he got, there came a point where he started getting angry at us because we weren't, uh, tuning into his videos and our fans were not going to his videos. So he started lashing out at not only me, but all the people of New Hampshire. And, uh, so, so this is actually, imagine our, he emails the, the yeah. governor. Yeah. <laughs> You're not so, watching my show. <laughs> that, that would be funny. So, um, so this is actually our second time through this because he got really angry and then he just stopped and he went away and then he came back like four months later and started calling us again and and uh, this time things have gone much much further but it's actually our second go around with Crazy Joe but there there shall not be a third obviously now that we know the real Crazy Joe and what a what a bigot the guy is for real Can we yeah. also talk about how on yeah. his website and stuff. The, the mic he's posing with, right? Yeah. It's not even plugged in. Yeah. There's no XLR. Yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, does this man really know what he's doing? Or no. There's, are these all props? Yeah, it, it, it's all props. I mean, he's if you look in the back, and I, I, I Dirk, I think you might have pointed this out or alluded to it in your video, but his equipment is... Uh, it appears to be useless. You know, he posts pictures and videos with equipment behind him. And then if you look really closely, there's it's cassette tape decks and, and stuff that, you know, isn't actually plugged into anything. Um, it, it's kind of bizarre. It's almost like a fantasy world that he's constructed for himself. It is. So it, it, it brings me back to my, my own humble beginnings where, <coughs> excuse me, my, my whole thing with content creation started with uh, a good friend of mine approaching me about how he wanted to make a podcast at some point. And so I, I thought about it and I realized, okay, I've got a, I've got a MacBook and I've got a really crappy USB microphone. That's how I started. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a blue snowball microphone. So I, I just stuck that between us and we used it to, to record and it sounded like garbage, but I knew the content was good. And then once I was more comfortable with, um, trying to do things in a, in a way that sounded more professionally, I picked up a mixing board and I, and I learned how to properly use it. And if, if Joe wants any kind of, of uh, progress in what he's doing, he will do the same. And he's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Exactly. By the way, just uh, a, a side note. So I, I started out in a, um, we were using a very old computer. This was, uh, I'd, I've, I've, been doing this for for quite a while uh, i'm in i'm in my 40s and and when we started uh we started in a hair salon that i was working at and um off hours when the um that was the original iteration of this show uh off hours at a hair salon using a very old computer and one of those logitech mics that just um literally 
no exaggeration, a $10 microphone that would plug into the back of the computer and, you know, sounded like we were speaking through a tin can, but that's that that was my beginnings. <laughs> the humblest of humble beginnings. Thing. That's the thing. You, you, you had to start somewhere, mm-hmm. but the, the mm-hmm. big point was that you were working to build what you were doing and, and the method as well. And by putting out the effort that I did, I was able to I was able to accomplish a good deal of things. I've been able to run um, interviews with with different bands. I've been able to interview uh, the voice actor of Bulma from from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, um, like it's like I've been able to do really really cool things, and it's because I worked to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, same goes for me with any social media in general. Mm-hmm. I ran a journalism page for a while that got up to about 5,000 followers, and I interviewed Pete Buttigieg. Um, I probably just said his name completely wrong. Everyone does. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, we all do. And I interviewed him, and I interviewed a few other people, and I got into all these events to see how politics work, and then I was like, well, this is interesting. And then it was also yeah. social media that brought me to this radio station, too, when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. now. But it's about putting in the can effort. I, yeah. Can I talk about this uh, this thing about like rock and roll being dead and saving <laughs> rock and roll? Oh, yeah. Too? It's completely dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, bands don't really need the, uh, the, the big name record labels like they used to. Uh, my favorite band, Fear Factory, just came out with a new album, and it just released last Friday. And... Uh, it's gonna. It's available on on vinyl. It's available on cassette. I have both of those two ordered and, and coming in the mail soon. Like I, I, I'm still buying my music off of cassette. The audience is there, mm-hmm. but the audience is never going to be static. Like I've 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 started listening to a lot more Dungeon Synth, which, which sounds like 1990s computer fantasy music, and it was originated by black metal musicians in the <laughs> 90s. You know, like you have to find new stuff that's out there because it is you just have to dig for it uh-huh absolutely yeah totally you, you know it, it, it's funny um i was uh just a little bit earlier i was having a conversation with my father my dad is 74 years old and my dad is but he's he's unique and he's always been like this he loves listening to and finding new music like he's never gotten stuck in the past uh um he's and and it's genuine too it's not like he's trying to fit in with people who are younger he loves not that he doesn't appreciate you know the golden oldies or whatever but but he loves he lives in an area where there's a college radio station and he loves listening to that station and being exposed to all kinds of new music my uncle is like that too so maybe there's something genetic because most people stop listening to you know they, they just at a certain age they just say okay i've heard all the music i'm ever going to like and I never want to hear anything new from this moment forward for whatever bizarre reason. But uh, but my dad's never been like that. And my dad said to me, he said, hey, by the way, tell Crazy Joe uh, there's a lot of great new music out there and he just needs to give it a chance. Now, I don't think uh, I'm not yeah. going to bother to pass that advice on to Crazy Joe because he doesn't want to hear it and he's not going to do it. But uh, but even my 74-year-old father understands that uh, you know you don't need... You don't need to save rock and roll. Rock and roll is doing just fine, and uh, there's there's plenty of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and if it goes the way of 
like swing music, like back in the day, swing music was the big thing. Mm -hmm. But if it becomes uh, no longer the, the big popular form of music, that's okay. Like culture is always going to constantly evolve. Mm -hmm. Even hip hop is not the same as what it used to be. Like my father, oh, my father uh, in the eighties, like started to become bored of music. Like he doesn't think that Iron Maiden is, is metal either. <laughs> and so when I was growing up, I, I was like listening to uh, just Christian rock because that's all I knew. So it was yeah. stuff like Petra newsboys. But then once uh, the movie Triple X came out, like I went to the, th the theater uh, for that with my father, and we both discovered Rammstein, mm. and it it just it just lit him up. He mm. he loved it. Got to a point where he and I were purchasing our own copies of of the same album. Uh, he's gone to see them live. Like he loves the artistic merit that the band has, mm -hmm. and to see him passion for that was incredible. And then seeing him discovered dubstep and like really enjoy what he was hearing back when that was a, a big deal like that was so much fun to me yeah oh that's very cool which that's is awesome because being a dj that's actually how i got into um djing was edm and dubstep yeah type music because i've always had an interest in it and coming from a musical background i've been doing sound engineering and audio oh. stuff since i was 14 yeah yeah don't stop doing that like i my a buddy of mine has been djing for uh the radio free satan network uh doing the metal grotto for seven years now and like i i love the effort that he puts into it because he genuinely makes a great show mm -hmm. and that's what i i try to do every day because you know listen i posted it i said something earlier too um music you know it it's my therapy and you know djing too that's exactly where I want to be because I'm in front of a crowd. I'm putting on a show, whether it's lights, you know, music, hyping the crowd up, getting these people dancing. That's my therapy right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think with Crazy yeah. Joe, I, I think with the, the music, it's like uh, I think everything about Crazy Joe, whether it be the music or, or his attitudes about things and the language that he uses, it's all... He's like um he's like uh like he traveled here from from the past. I don't even know what year, but it's like he's like he's not from the year 2021, you know what I mean? He's he's a 64-year-old <laughs> man, but he's a 64-year-old man from 1974 or something. You know what I mean? It's uh maybe he's a time traveler and we just don't know it. I don't know. <laughs> And and there's a place for people that want to play the music that um, that Crazy Joe likes. Like the, the audience is there. It's you know he's obviously part of that audience. Like if he wants to make it, then he has every ability to do so. He just needs to put the effort. Right. Right. Exactly. But uh, but but he never will. Well, you know what? I I think I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add about uh, uh, Crazy Joe, but I I do want to hear about uh, everything else you've got uh, going on, uh, Dirk, because you've got a lot going on online with um, Madcast and oh, I, and I do want to ask you too, and I'm sure you're asked about this constantly. But did you want to 
uh, give us a, a quick explanation or, or a clarification or anything uh, about Satanism, because you know, I'm sure you deal with it all the time, with what people think when they hear that, and it's not, I know it's not what they, <laughs> perhaps you're a Levian, I don't know, but I know it's not, you, I guess what I'm getting at is, do you want to clarify that you don't worship the devil? Unless you do worship the devil, but I don't, I don't think that you um, do. <laughs> theistic Satanism isn't really a thing. Uh, we're atheists who like theatrics. Yeah. Um, I, I am an advocate for the religion because I, I like to help people understand the religion, so I'm very active on Reddit about it. And having people approach me saying, like, hey, I, I learned a lot from you, like, that itself uh, feels fantastic. But it's really, like, we don't like to proselytize. We don't like to uh, uh, try to get as many members as, as possible. We're, we're misanthropic. We, we don't like other people. And we want to see the best in people that they're able to produce. That's really the big idea. If you've got a, if you've got a talent and uh, you want to make something out of it in your life, do it. The, mm-hmm. We're not, like, the, the church is not interested in, like, how much of the Satanic Bible have you memorized? It's, <laughs> it's all about how do you actually put the philosophy into your everyday life. And mm. so uh, I, I'm open about the religion because of my advocacy for helping people understand what it's about. Yeah. But other other people that are in the religion, they're in the shadows. They are firefighters or police officers. Um, you know, you may have come across people who are in that religion and never would have known it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and I will also mention one more thing about Joe here. Sure. Um, I will invite him to, uh, to have a discussion. No. Uh, if, if he's willing to, I will, <laughs> I will invite <laughs> him to have a, uh, an on-camera discussion so that, um, he can say everything that he wants to, to me directly. Yeah. He won't do it though. He won't. Oh, he won't do it because whatever he says will be used against him, just like in the video I put out. <laughs> no, 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 because <laughs> you know. he likes to silence people is what he likes to do, and it's he's made it clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. That is true. Although, see, one person he will never block, though. I firmly believe this, you know, because he has blocked a lot of people from his... Uh, his videos, uh, watching his videos when he gets angry at them. But I believe he will never block me because he needs... I I think if, if he were to block me, all of a sudden making those videos and insulting Jenny and I would be much less uh, exciting for him. What do you think, Dirk? Exactly. Yeah. Not all vampires suck blood. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Energy vampires. You did make a reference to that in the uh, chat room. That's that's uh, That's true. That's true. Um, yep. Well, uh, t- tell us about your, uh, your podcasting adventures and, uh, and making videos and all that. Sure. So, uh, the very first podcast that I started is called super arrogant bros mm-hmm. and it's, it's a gaming show and I've been podcasting ever since, uh, the middle of 2016 and we joined Madcast media back in, uh, 20, January 2018 is when I first started putting the content on that, that uh, platform. Madcast Media is the podcast network that is run by my very personal intellectual hero and sometimes mentor, Maddox. I don't know if you've ever read his um, 
old articles like I Am Better Than Your Kids where he grades children's artwork. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not so aware. He's, 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 like the, he's like the first internet satirist. You can find him on thebestpageintheuniverse.net. Oh. He's a great friend, great guy. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud. I'm very proud to um, have been able to talk to him on the level that I've had because I've been able to share really in-depth and personal stuff with him. Um, I, and then uh, right now, today, uh, we do, we, we've actually moved on from having the show being a podcast to just doing YouTube videos, mm. which allows a lot more freedom to what we're able to do. Um, so it's all on the Arrogant Media YouTube channel and on every other Thursday night, I do another show called The Plastic Paladins, which was started off as a podcast, but now it's um, it's a it's a live streamed YouTube uh, stream done with uh, my my good co-host and my good friend Steph, who is basically my Shaggy Two Dope, as I'm the Violent J, <laughs> with yeah. that insane clown posse reference I made there, <laughs> but also very very good friends from another podcast called You Hate to See It. They um, They've been phenomenal with the content, contest, uh, sorry, the content we've been making. So, and then besides the, those two shows, whatever I decide to put out on YouTube, whether it's uh, talking about John Schaefer at the Capitol riots, or when I talked about Courtney Love and how she's a person that nobody should ever be trusting. Mm. It's, it's like a free reign thing where I can post what I want to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, so what, what's the, the best place for people to go online to get access to, to all of your, uh, all of your stuff? Should they go to the Madcast site or? Uh, the Madcast site is going to be able to uh, give access to all the stuff I've been putting out, um, previously. Well, I still, I still post there. I'm trying to figure out what to do about videos, uh, on that website. Because oh, I got gotcha. you. We made that switch. So. Yeah, so we're having like multiple Super Hogan Bros videos per week, and I don't want to just flood the poor guy's uh, website with just a, a slew of, of yeah. Super Hogan Bros. Yeah, yeah. But um, either way, listen to Maddox's podcast too. He's he's been doing Ma- uh, Godzilla versus Podcast Zero with his good friend Haley. But for for my for the stuff that I do with um, uh, with Stev, my co-host, that's all on the Arrogant Media uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Very cool. Well, now I want to, um, before we wrap up, Dirk, I want to ask you uh, the same question that I asked um, our friend Alex Whiteley, uh, who I, uh, from the UK, who, uh, who Skyped in with us. And he's, he's also a a content creator, kind of, um, but not necessarily bringing it back to Crazy Joe, um, because this could be really advice for anyone. In fact, let's take Crazy Joe out of the equation and imagine that you're speaking to someone who uh, actually you might be able to help. For someone who wants to get into podcasting or YouTubing, creating content, broadcasting, whatever it is, um, as someone who who is uh, now uh, very experienced and and successful and and um, what what advice would you give to somebody? For somebody who wants to get into podcasting, I would say don't. Really, unless you are absolutely yes, unless you are absolutely passionate about the project, mm-hmm. because it is it is almost impossible to build an audience off of podcasting. The way that the industry is right now, the the big podcasts right now are already established mm. and the, the new ones that are going to become big are done by people who are already celebrities. So Bill Burr, 
Ozzy Osbourne, um, like all the big names. Um, but if you if you really do believe in your project and you want to do it, then look into look into uh, proper audio equipment and and practice being able to talk in front of a microphone. And in fact, I took Maddox's advice with this this one thing I'm going to share with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddox talked about when it when it becomes when it comes to starting a podcast record a few episodes and then delete them 100 percent. then start the show i've done that before back yep. when i was trying to do my podcast oh yeah that was an absolute dumpster <laughs> fire but you know hey yeah yeah that's why i'm glad i stuck with youtube which i haven't posted on in like a few months but now we're that, working on it that, we're working on it yeah yeah that's good advice though yeah. that's good advice um thank you what yeah for youtube though oh go ahead oh, what well, for for youtube yeah for youtube make sure your audio is good mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, same thing whether it's a usb microphone or any any kind of equipment you're using uh the the biggest key is making sure that you sound good if you sound good you're more likely to keep someone's attention than the video quality Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and the, the the other thing you said about, you know, celebrities, uh, because they're already established, it reminds me of something, Dirk, that, and funny enough, I said this to Crazy Joe once, and he didn't get what I was trying to tell him. Back during our first go around with him, when he was asking me for advice on how to be famous when, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. famous, so I don't know why you're asking me, Crazy Joe, but... Uh, but he, uh, you know, he was asking me about how to be successful at, at, uh, in broadcasting and with a po- or with a podcast, or actually, it was specifically about podcasting. And I tried to tell him about something I read a long time ago. It was back when. Uh, do you remember when Adam Carolla? He was kind of one of the first people to really leave terrestrial radio and go all in on podcasting. And I believe. Yep. He was the first person to ever have a million downloads of a single episode of his podcast. And so yep. th- this was maybe 15, somewhere between 12 and 15 years ago, I think. I have a limited concept of time. But um, but I remember somebody asking him in an interview at the time, you know, because he, he was the biggest podcast in the world at the time. You know, now it, it's clearly Joe Rogan. Oh, Corolla still does really well, I think. But um, somebody asked him in an interview, Adam, what is the secret to having a, a, a big, successful podcast like, like you are? Do you have any advice? And his advice was, already be famous. <laughs> because if you're already yeah. famous, you're going to have a successful podcast. Exactly. If, and if you're not already famous, it's going to be a long, hard slog. And that's why a lot of these big name YouTubers like Logan Paul, um, a few other people, dude, they went over and they killed the podcast game. Yeah, but yeah. but it's if you're if you're getting in on, on any of this to become famous, then you're doing it for exactly the wrong reason. I was just about to never say, do this don't do it. Expecting to make it a job, right? Right. That's like DJing. You know, I had someone tell me the other day, if "You're in this to you know become the center of attention. Don't do this. Yeah, you got to love music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I made super arrogant. Bro- I made super arrogant bros legitimately because I believe that other gaming shows sucked. Um, I was tired of listening to shows where it was like people sucking up to the big guys in the industry. And so what Steph and I do is 
we we talk about we we honestly talk about like hey maybe you shouldn't be spending your money on on this thing and while while i talk about how i have no more interest in star wars anymore mm-hmm. i moved on to a new love of my life warhammer 40k and so it, it lit it lit a fire under me where i like I, I wanted to keep talking about it yeah i was about to say if you're telling me not to suck up to phase clan man um we got a little bit of an issue because those guys are absolutely legend absolutely legendary in the call of duty community <laughs> i don't care what anybody says oh yeah <laughs> especially when they just made sports <laughs> illustrated okay that's enough for me to you know yeah we, we won't go into that one but dude I don't play video games. I used to play video games a long time ago, but the reason I stopped is because I found them, for me, just so highly addictive. I always say I don't play video games for the same reason I don't smoke crack. I just, uh, I, 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 I can't handle it. I, 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 don't, I don't have the discipline to not get addicted. So, um, well, then don't get into Warhammer either. I've spent so much money on models. Oh, my God. I've heard I've heard Warhammer is super addictive. I have heard that. That and the uh, I haven't even heard of it, so yeah. you're ahead of me. I've a I have a friend who's like 70 years old who's addicted to uh the Final Fantasy games and it's just so it's, I don't know. That's exactly it. Okay, so if you're if you are someone that is in your 30s or older, you've got things to do. Right. You need to know what stuff is worth your money and time and that's what we're here for. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Uh, Dirk, Don, this has been absolutely uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. This has been a great conversation. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.